Adechi, Solomon Adra, Adrian Solomon. Solomon, and you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore, and culture. So thank you for taking the time out to explore this amazing world with us. Before we begin, let's address the elephant in the room. It's a tiny elephant. <laughs> you may have realised, or maybe not, that we've changed our podcast name slightly from Art Mythos to Afro Mythos. What do you think? You like it, don't you? <laughs> let's say a few times, just so that they get in their head. Afro Mythos. Afro Mythos. Afro Mythos. Okay, great. It's stuck in your head now. And with that, today we're going to be discussing the well-known figure, Mami Wata. Yes, we are. So, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've heard of Mami Wata before. Um. Like. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, don't, I thought I had, but maybe it's one of those things that you just hear in passing in the background of stuff. I feel like maybe like subconsciously through like, you know, like Nollywood movies or something. Because <clears throat> like nobody actually like told me stories about Mami Wata mm. or like, oh, be careful because of this. Do you know what I mean? But you have heard but of it bef- before. I feel like I've heard of it before because the name has never been foreign to me. I've never been like, oh, what's that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? That's the truth. It's like when I've heard it, I've always been like, yeah, you know yeah. what? I feel like I have heard <laughs> exactly. that somewhere before, but I actually don't know where I would have heard it from. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. hmm. Very, very peculiar. Yeah. Maybe we're just ingrained in it. Young. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. So currently, mermaids are a big topic in today's culture, namely because of, you know, the live action of Little Mermaid and, you know, the, in quotes, the controversy Mm -hmm. surrounding it, Mm -hmm. you know, namely to do with a certain demographic losing all composure at the thought that Ariel being casted as (laughs) Halle Bailey, you know. And although we won't delve into that too much, um, we did, however, find great interest in the crossover of mermaid depictions and representation in African mythology. So now with the earth being about 70% water, of course, it's important that it would lead to many folk tales and deities that cover all facets of it, from, you know, loving, nurturing, life-giving properties to its destructive, immense and mysterious nature. Yeah. Um, Mammy Water is the name that we hear a lot in African culture. Um, if you bring up the name in most discussion, um, you know, with many Africans, you know, especially that first generation or diaspora, mm-hmm. um, they'll put their ears up, you know, because they'll... Like us. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. us, exactly. Because we, we've heard stories or something in a grapevine or, you know, maybe it's like a warning, like a boogeyman or like maybe it's bedtime stories. But if this is your first time hearing this name, that's Okay. We can tell you all we know about Mammy Water and the mythology surrounding. Yeah, and to divert a little bit, it's so wild because you know how people say like the ocean is like the most undiscovered mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. you know that actually could be like Mammy Waters or mermaids. Like I've, I've heard I've thought, things, yeah. I've seen interviews, and oh, what was it? Is it NASA? Um, who? who originally started by trying to discover more in our oceans and then they, they like, must nope. have seen something. They're like, nope, we're out. We're out. We're going space instead. Like, think about it. The void and the expanse of space was safer than whatever's in the water. Yeah. With us on land. Yeah. Well, not on land, but in, do you know what I, I hear mean? You. On, yeah. Earth. on <laughs> Earth is what you meant. That's cool. <laughs> um, so... According to the Encyclopedia of African Religion, which is an amazing resource that we have that we use to learn about African mythology and beliefs, you should get it. 
the price is a bit mad, but it is. It is, but it's worth it. It's worth it. A little plug there. So it says that mummy water is in fact a term for a pantheon of water deities. So it's um, primarily found in Benin, Togo, and the phenotype of mummy water is normally, but not exclusively, a female water deity. So someone that is half woman and half something fishy. (laughs) I like how you see mummy water. How do I see it? I don't know. You're like. Mummy water. <laughs> Do like, I? Like, you, you say it like really quickly. Oh, I didn't even realise. <laughs> it, it, it works, it works, it works. I'll, I'll, I'll try to say it like you. I didn't even realise I said it like <laughs> She's that. She's now going to be conscious every time she <laughs> says it. <laughs> yeah, um, but she can be found in over 20 African countries, um, in the Caribbean and even amongst the diaspora. She is known by many names and has different variations, some of which we will explore today. Yeah, so... Like Sol just said, she's known by many names and um, her name, Mami Wata, itself derives from the English word mummy or mammy and water. So mummy, <laughs> mummy of waters, mother of waters, essentially. Um, so I did say English, but obviously the origin of the name can be traced to ancient Egypt, where the words ma or mama mean truth or wisdom and the word wati means water. Um, it's also interesting to note, though, that in many Sudanic languages, the word what or what means woman. So, you know, as, you, as um. we said earlier, um, she's primarily a female deity. So also the word what can mean woman in um, many Sudanic languages. This makes sense. Yeah. I didn't really know what Sudanic languages were. So I kind of did a bit of back research and it's basically like uh, old uh, early 20th century generic term for languages that are spoken um, in countries like Ethiopia or Senegal, you know. Sudan. Sud- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so the spread of the specific name that we all know, Mami Wata, um, came about at the end of the 18th century, where it began to travel along the west coast of Africa, specifically Liberia, when European traders took stories of Mami Wata back with them. Um, so Mami Wata deities can be both male and female, but are always non-human. So they've never, ever been completely human. So, you know, not when Ariel turned into <laughs> a human. Nah, that's not happening. Um, so Mami Wata spirits are actually born of Nana Buluku, who's someone we've kind of loosely touched on before. But she's the great mother of the mountain and the head of the sub-pantheon of deities known as the Vudun. So other interpretations also place Mamawata deities below the rainbow serpent pair of Dan Ido Wedo. So sorry, little pause there. Um, yeah. Are you saying rainbow or? I'm saying or, rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> I can't say that rainbow. Rainbow. Okay. Like you know okay. the colors in yeah, the sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Rainbow. In the okay. Sun. Cool. 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 <laughs> I was like, wait, what, what is she trying to say? Is it rainbow? Oh God. <laughs> it's you know, all right. We all you have just a list. We all have a list in one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, you know how some Mamiwata spirits are born of Nana Buluku. There's other interpretations that say that Mamiwata spirits are born below the rainbow mm. <laughs> serpent pair um, of Dan Ido Wedu. So, I thought that was pretty cool because mm, um, I haven't heard of that. Never I've heard of Nana Buluku, but not <laughs> this cool rainbow serpent pair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there are also beads for each deity, which are called Danmi or excrement of the rainbow serpent that doesn't sound as nice i, I so, don't know 
basically, Mami Water has wear beads, um, which can be referred to Dan Me or yeah, extra grip of the Rainbow Serpent. I actually think that's a sick name for this episode. No, no, <laughs> come on, please. It's good. Welcome to Afro Mythos. This episode, excrement of, of the, the Rainbow, Rainbow Serpent. Uh, it's lit. I it love has it. A ring to I love it. it. And it's very okay. It will um, never happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. This you're looking right now, and this episode is actually called that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really won't be. It really won't be. It will. Okay. So, <laughs> the color, order, and even material of the beads or danlis um, indicate a specific deity. Mm. So, as well as this, when the beads are worn on the left hand, it represents a male spirit. And if they're worn on the right hand, it's a female spirit. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, Mamawasa deities are the source of earthly wisdom human creativity, genius, divine inspiration, and sacred paths to enlightenment. So, you know, they're amazing, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And um, priestesses are usually referred to as mamisi, which means motherhood temple in ancient Egypt. And it could also indicate a relationship with Isis, Mm. the goddess of fertility. And we're back to Egyptian. And we're back to Egyptian. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I thought that was pretty cool because we covered this in our last episode. Indeed. Um, So people usually enter a relationship with Mamwata by having an encounter through Ifa divination or dreams. But in the past, which I thought was quite cool to add, um, villagers would actually initiate a young girl who'd be responsible for maintaining the shrine to Mamwata. So... In more recent times now, future devotees often experience a crisis that requires the assistance of a mammy C. So, yeah. So, so it's, it's the mammy Z that you're talking about there, the girl who's in charge of keeping the balance with mammy water? In a sense, yeah, because mammy C's are priestesses okay. of, mm. yeah. So. But that one's talking about one girl being a priestess. Yes, one girl being the one responsible for, you know, maintaining the shrine. Mm, yeah. Right, 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 right. So, although we spoke about mummy water being a term for the pantheon of water deities, um, there was also myths about the character of mummy water herself as a specific deity. So it's like saying Hoover as a substitute for all vacuums, whilst, you know, Hoover itself is just a company that made a popular vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like that kind of thing um, where, you know, you say, let's Google it, but just mean let's put it in a search engine because you could bing it. Nah, nobody <laughs> nobody uses any other search engine apart from Google. I'm so sorry. Hey, I'm sorry if you're at work. I said you could bing it. Yeah. No, 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 what's that slogan? Give it a bing. No, yeah, just, just give it a bing. <laughs> but yeah, the OG Mammy Water um, appears as an unimaginably beautiful creature half woman half fish with long hair and brown skin and she lives in an exquisite underwater world so it's definitely given a little mermaid but mentions of mummy water predate the 18th century and i think hans christian anderson first published little mermaid in i don't know like 1837 on the seventh month i'm joking i don't actually <laughs> i don't know the date but do what you wish with that information anyway wait so what are you trying to say here i said do what you wish with that information I'm just giving dates I'm saying that um, depiction of Mammy Water predates the 18th century and how does the century thing work if we're in 1837 is that the 19th century 
Or the 18th would, century? I don't know, because I would think that's also the 18th century. I always thought it would be like the century after. Then that's We're just very confusing for no reason. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because what? Are we in the 21st century? I, I, I You can't ask me those questions. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the 21st century. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's how it works. Yeah, okay. So we're in the 21st century. So basically, that's in the 19th century that... So you're saying hands copied. You found something and you I'm not saying such thing. I'm saying do your research and I'm saying what I've heard. And yeah, don't say anymore. (laughs) Nothing incriminating has been said on this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not the agenda here. I was just saying. Anyway, as I was saying, Mami Water is usually depicted with a snake around her waist or across her shoulders or with a comb and a mirror. Um, so as we're painting a depiction of Mami Water, all these are you know, all this info is incredibly valuable. Um, the snake is normally like a symbol for most in most mythology as the immortal messenger of the gods um, and a symbol of divination. And this is interesting because it reminds me of like Hermes with his little Caduceus stuff, which is like two snakes wrapped around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. each other, and he's the messenger of the gods. Um, Anyway, um, this is important for like devotees of Mami Water, which, as you said, are mamizis. Um, the comb and the mirror are often a sign for beauty and vanity, and her main colours are said to be red and white, which speaks to her contrasting, nurturing and aggressive nature. Yeah. Um, like most mermaid myths, um, she is said to kidnap people who are swimming, um, riding boats, or walking along the shore, and takes them into her underwater world. Alternatively, um, she is sometimes said to be a more timid, you know, and mm. runs away when a man comes across her, leaving behind her priceless possessions, her golden comb and mirrors. Um, yeah, so you know that 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 sounds right. You know, you know if you see like. Golden comb and the mirror on the floor. You'd be you like, you don't pick it up. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, you know, most people would be like, it's you know, it's free, free stuff. You know, it's like if you find like an iPhone on the floor or a wallet. Um, uh-uh. <laughs> it's these times that test our morality, and we always return it. Yeah, actually, we did find an yeah. iPhone on the floor one day. Brand and new, it, it brand was brand new, new thirteen it was a, Pro. Yeah, it Max. was literally the newest iPhone, brand new, and not we a scratch it. on it, and. Well, we just like gave it to the restaurant that we saw it on the floor outside of because yeah yeah and made them call the people yeah because um, I literally thought what if we're being okay I would have yeah. done it anyway because I did but imagine like you're being filmed and one of those like people are, like yeah you but phone. yeah we did yeah. it because you know when your morality is tested you always try to do the right thing and if it was me I'd want someone to pick up my phone yeah, and return yeah. it so it's in this world if I ever lose my phone again or again and again <laughs> <laughs> bring it back to me please <clears throat> But yeah, maybe this, you know, is a little more high stakes as she haunts the man in his dreams, asking for her stuff back. If the man returns it, she brings him fortune, good luck, and the possible off, you know, off. she possibly offers herself to him. Do what you want with that information. However, if not, she would bring him misfortune and death. <clears throat> My voice is kind of gone right now. So that didn't give the effect that I wanted it to give. But just imagine like a thundering voice saying, and death. It's still not working. Damn. It's all right. 
So as we said before, she's normally depicted as a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. hiding amongst humans, which is why she's mostly associated or depicted as a beautiful woman in water. Speaking of beautiful women, it makes sense why this deity that I just about to talk about could be considered a manifestation of Mami Water. So let's talk about Oshun. Um, Oshun is said to be one of the first of the Yoruba goddesses created and she's a river goddess typically associated with water, purity, fertility, love and sensuality. And she's also one of the most popular in the diaspora as well, the most well-known next to Shango. Um, A lot of people, when you say her name, they're like, oh yeah, I kind of know. Do you know? Beyonce. <laughs> oh, Beyonce loves Ocean though. She uses her as references for a lot of things. I think she says she's a daughter of Ocean. Yeah, she did say that in her song. I'm not going to sing it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mood forever. <laughs> okay, so Ocean is considered to be one of the most powerful Orisha and is generally depicted depicted as the protector, saviour or nurturer of humanity. She's also been described as the maintainer of spiritual balance and the mother of sweet things, which is, of course, why we named our painting of Oshun Sweet Like Honey. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, so to our listeners who probably have never heard of Oshun before or are wondering why she's held in such high esteem, let me tell you an awesome story. Oh, story time. We love this. (laughs) So the Yoruba people believed that the Orisha were sent out to populate the earth. Now, Oshun was not only one of the original 17 that were sent to the earth, but the only female deity. So Mm. pressure. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Pressure is getting (laughs) wasser. So it was said that the creation of humankind was incomplete until Oshun was summoned. This is because the other gods, who were all male, failed at their attempts to populate the earth. So even with all of their 16 powers put together, they were actually unable to conjure the life-giving forces that Oshun was able to do. So... Oshun agreed to help the gods and brought life and humanity back to the earth through her sweet and powerful waters. This is why many people believe that humanity would not exist if Oshun hadn't helped. Mm. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) So if you're listening to this episode thinking, hmm, I've heard of Oshun somewhere before, then like many of these water deities, spirits and mermaids we're speaking about today, you probably have. With the expansion of Yoruba culture, especially because of the impacts of the transatlantic slave trade, Oshun has actually taken on many names. So, for instance, in Brazil, she's known as Oxum, so it's O-X-U-M. Mm-hmm. And in Cuba, she's known as Oshun, which is O-C-H-U-N. Yeah, pronunciations might be a bit yeah. different, but, you know, <laughs> we're saying it as we're reading it, yeah. so... So because of this, there are literally so many stories and tales that we could say about Oshun, um, which is amazing for us and amazing for you. So, you know. Yeah. And have a look at our depiction of of Oshun. Yeah. Because we've actually done a painting of, you know. Yeah. And as we were talking about Mami Water, um, about her having a golden comb or, um, you know, sometimes having gold and things that she leaves behind. Yeah. That's one of the things Oshun is most famously known for yeah her and, mirror and her comb mm-hmm. and if you look at our depiction of her she's all in golden things yeah <laughs> she's all in golden things <laughs> yes gold and said. things um so another um manifestation of mm-hmm. mammy water, water. Mm-hmm. um can be said to be 
uh, Yomoya. So mm-hmm. when we first looked into Mummy Water, um, Mummy Water, Mummy Water, I want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when we first looked into Mummy Water, uh, <laughs> I thought it only made sense that the characterization would overlap with Yomoya. Yomoja, whichever way you want to call it. Mummy um, Water meaning mother of waters and Yomoja translating to mother whose children are fish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Coincidence? I think <laughs> not. <clears throat> now, we already did an episode of Yomoja. Um, so, you know, we'll be a bit more brief here. Um, but in case if you haven't heard yet, um, Yomoja is part of the Yoruba pantheon and is considered as one of the more primordial deities. She was one of the entities in charge with the task of creating the world, world with Obatala and 16 other uh, Orishas. I don't know. In my story, in, in my story, <laughs> she's one of the more primordial ones. Um, but she gave birth to Ocean mm-hmm. as well in these stories. So what you'll find is that some stories might overlap, but they might em- emphasize different things yeah. and different deities and their stories. So I think this is the kind of beauty of um folklore and you know oral traditions and all of that, you know, African mythology and religion, because a lot of things have been said orally instead of like written down. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it, you know, it depends on the storyteller. Um, it depends on normally, you know, the city or the town yeah, exactly. that it's originated from because they venerate certain gods or goddesses in a different way. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to sort of collate these stories and sort of get to the crux of, you know, why, um, what story has been said and how. Um, <clears throat> anyway... So she is the owner of the Ogun River, which is the largest river in Yoruba land. So Ogun isn't even the owner of his own river. Oh, no, 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 no. Because if Ogun is more to do with iron Iron and and war. war. um, Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Um... In terms of someone being in charge of this mighty river that they see, you know, they'll think it will be the mother of all, you know? Yeah, but I find it weird why it's still called the Ogun River when... I mean, we can find that out. Yeah. Um, but yes, she's in, you know, she's the patron of the... Um, Ogun River. Ogun River, cool. um, which is the largest river in Yoruba land. And she represents the surface of the waters mm-hmm. and her counterpart Olokun mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a different episode mm-hmm. represents the depths of the sea the unknowable Ooh, secrets the scary sea the things that scared away NASA <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's normally um, portrayed as a wife of many male Orishas and often referred to as the mother of all Orishas you know in other stories she looks after the children um, that are not her own so mm-hmm. like she looks after the Ibeji or others because whilst Oshun being also a patron of fertility and motherhood um, she helps you give birth but in terms of looking after that's more Yemoya's territory um, she's temperamental and sometimes soothing, sometimes violent. And she's the or- orisha of fertility and motherhood um, and the patron of duck, wo- duck workers, boat rights. Sorry, fishermen. did you say duck? Duck. A duck. Ducks. Duck. Ducks. Uh, <laughs> for you meant duck as in quack, quack. Okay, duck waters. Are they duck workers? I don't know. You said it. 
I want their job. <laughs> the patron of dock workers, boat rights, fishermen and sailors and swimmers and all who live and travel around the water, which is why she makes an interesting variation of mummy water. Nice. We love to see it. Love, love to see it. Speaking of love, <laughs> I will now be talking about another kind of veneration of a mummy water and this is Azuli. So I, to be fair, the first time I came across Azuli was from, anyway, let's start. Okay, the musical. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, the musical. Um, so the Azuli is actually a family of Lua, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, that are often associated with water, fluidity, femininity, love, and feminine bodies. So that's something all of these three deities so far have in common. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The Loa are spirits of um, spirits in the African diasporic religion of Haitian voodoo. So I th- used to think it was Azuli as in singular, but from my research, it's the Azuli. They're one of the only group of spirits that are directly tied to these characteristics in um, the Haitian voodoo religion. So characteristics being water, fluidity, and femininity. And oh, I was going to say... Yeah. Um, I remember the Halloween episode that we did. Yeah. Um, we did a different version, um, a different, a similar, I think there were lo- Loas as well. Yeah. But they were the Gaides, which yes. were the spirits of the dead. The, the so dead, now we're yes. talking about the spirits of what exactly? Water. Water, fluidity, femininity, love, mm. and feminine bodies. Um, so yeah, it's quite cool. Um, so those who become possessed through spirit possession are often only women or Masisi. So the Masisi are like effeminate or homosexual men. Oh. Um, so Azuli is actually um, also a love goddess, mainly, um, who was developed during a time when slave owners broke up families and separated husbands and wives at will. So if we're talking about the folklore and oral like traditions of Azuli, it was more of a, you know, a goddess that you know, brought upon love mm-hmm. um, over the people and, you know, encouraged them to stay strong and through a time of like hard strife. So that's mainly how I kind of knew her as from mm. the musical, the amazing musical Once on This Island. It's <laughs> um, amazing. So, yeah, they sing, Azuli, who will my love be? So I was like, yeah, she's... She was kind of evil. She was kind of the evil character in that. Like, it, no, it was more manipulative than evil yeah. because she did give. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, she did give um the main character love, but she knew that it would come at a cost. Yeah, but I mean, she still did her job by giving. I, I know, her love. but but all of this wouldn't have happened if she didn't talk about. Oh, love is stronger than death. Yeah. But it is. Yes. So she, she died was and was turned into <laughs> a, a tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Azuli is sometimes considered a triple goddess. So she has three husbands, Dambalas, the sky god, Agwe, the sea god, and Ogun, the god of fire and iron. So because of this, she wears three wedding bands. Three bands. <laughs> 10 bands. <laughs> so Agwe is another god that, you know, we've loosely come across from this amazing musical, um, The Sea God. 
Mm-hmm. Please outgrid, don't come around me. Oh, no, it's don't flood my garden. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I also found it interesting how um, in the Haitian voodoo religion, the god of fire and iron is called Ogun. Because mm-hmm. in um, the Yoruba pantheon, the god of iron and war is called Okay. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting as well because myths of Azuli can actually be traced all the way back to West Africa. So I guess that's why there's a lot of similarities. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, much like a lot of these water deities and mermaids, she's also seen depicted holding a fan a lot of the time. Um, so the fan that she's holding in most depictions is from Osogbo, Nigeria. And belongs to a priestess of Oshun. Mm. So it's really interesting, like, crossovers and how everything ties together. Okay, and last but not least, we have Mamba Muntu. Ah, love it. Yeah, so that snake in Swahili? Or crocodile person um, in Congo. Mm -hmm. So Mamba Muntu... um, as a mermaid, also known as Lassarine, um, which is the mermaid, and in Kowesi as Madame Poison, fish lady, um, dominated the popular arts and urban Shaba provinces for about 20 years. First introduced to Lumbabasha by West African traders in 1950s. Mm. So some of this information on, on Mambamutu, I had to just look up on the internet to sort of find out whatever information I could. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be quite short because there wasn't too much. I'm ju- just gathering from, you know, what people have seen yeah. or what they've heard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think as a figure, Mamba Muntu, um, you know, became like a really important figure in um, this region of um, Lumbambashi. Um, <clears throat> Mamba Muntu is an like seductive figure mm. and she's normally like wearing jewels a watch Ooh. comb and mirror um and inevitably wow. she has like a large snake around her body yes so i think that's actually if you google mammy water that's the depiction that comes up a lot mm-hmm. like this yeah, the, the, the woman with the big snake around her neck yeah indeed indeed um, she generally has light skin, long flowing hair, mm-hmm. sometimes blonde, apparently. Ooh. And her, to- her torso in these depictions are normally turned towards the viewer, um, almost ah. so that the gaze can meet the viewer's eyes directly and sort of like capture them. That is so cool. Them. Um, um, and yeah, so she exemplifies the seductive dangers of the material world. And for, you know, like the West African Mami Water, um, she, um, from which she's derived from, mm-hmm. she's a, you know, water spirit and she can wreak havoc or, you know, give riches to whoever she wants. Um, she seduces, then destroys those who approach her. And yet any man who obtains her comb, so this is like Mami Water, yeah. anyone who obtains her comb or any other piece of personal property um, can be... Um, you know, used for um, can be given wealth or death, depending on if they wow. you know return it or not. Um, she's usually to blame for many of the men in the region's infidelity. And, uh? 
And, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, um, yeah, and the, the the men around the region, you know, regard this mermaid as an evil spirit which causes Ugh. um them to abandon their wives. You can't see me right now, but I'm rolling <laughs> I am rolling my eyes yep. big time yep. because what? So you know, just blame the mermaid. Nope. You know? <laughs> no, 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 that's not all we're taking from this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Mamba Mamba Mintu. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you can see how they all sort of just tie in to one another. They all have a lot of similarities, but differences enough to make them each stand on their own. So it's really cool. Indeed. It's really, really cool. Um, Uh, There's also like lots of really interesting stories um, about Mamba Muntu in this like lake area where she's normally seen and stuff. And... Yeah, it's just like really interesting interviews and like for like people say that they definitely seen her. Wow. So, you know. Actually, if if anyone listening to this has ever had an encounter with any sort of mermaid or mummy water or anything like that, please can you actually let us know? Like email yeah. us at studio at adechi.com. Indeed, indeed. Or just head over to our Instagram and we'll actually read out these stories. Yeah, we will. Um it's so it's so cool. Like wow. I'm just thinking someone sending something saying why they left their wife because of uh, yeah. no, no one no one who has infidel whatever the word <laughs> created a problem in their marriage or relationship. No, none of that, please. We don't want any blaming on that. We yeah, just... but actually I want to know if you actually genuinely think <laughs> Direct that... it to Solomon. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you genuinely think that Mammy Water came up to you, seduced you, and like What's the reason for the end mm-hmm. of your marriage? <laughs> yeah, I actually want to know. Like, I actually want to hear. No ju- judgment-free. But we'd actually <laughs> love to hear any personal stories that, you know, you have come across Mammy Water, a mermaid, anything like that, or if you know someone, or even cooler, if you're like Mammy um, Water. Mamizi. Mamizi, yeah, that's the word. We'd love to hear from you because mm-hmm. it's so interesting and we tell your story. So... We yeah. tell the story. That is great. And that's all from us. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this first episode of this new season. Yeah, so we changed layout order a little bit, but we hope you liked it anyways. Yeah, let us know by leaving a review, of course. And we'll be working on our very own depiction of Mami Water. So follow us on TikTok and Instagram at adechi.atelier to stay up to date on that process. And if you miss us telling folk tales, not mm. to worry, because we'll be including them slash telling them in minisodes from now on. Yeah, so that would be great. And maybe we'll also be telling your, you know, experience in the mini-stodes as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, little backside treats for you. So put your podcast notifications on and stay tuned for our first of many mini-stodes where we will each tell you a folktale or your, I don't know what to call it, home personal story. <laughs> we'll find we'll a word for it. Stories. We'll yeah. tell your story. Indeed. I think that's all of We won't drag out this outro for too long. Um, so yeah. thank you so much for listening. And we hope you learned a lot about Mami Water and pass this episode on to a friend so they too can learn about Mami Water. Tell a friend to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Until next time. And as always, thank you for taking the time to explore, explore the, the world, world of African, African mythology, mythology with us. We've thank been your you. host, Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. And you know the <laughs>